Professor Forever, and I am the Professor Forever. One day, about 25 years ago, I was walking down a Chicago street, and I saw someone in the distance that I thought I recognized. I started smiling at them, but then these questions started filling my mind. I thought, how do I know this person? Did I have a one-night stand with them? If so, should I be smiling at them? Did I see them at AA? Wait, is that a boss that I knew from a job that I quit? When the person finally got close enough for me to recognize, they weren't any of those people. But it did get me thinking about how many different personas I had. At that time, I had at least 15. How many do you have? Oh, come on, I know you must have a couple. Now, as an older individual, I think I probably have three, if I count right. I think I have about three. Um, One of them is interesting to me. It's the dowdy woman. I pull her out when I'm around military people or when there's a group of men that I need something from. I probably have more than three, but I certainly don't have as many as I had those many years ago. Anyway, through all of these personas, from then until now, from before then until now, I have loved unconditionally one woman, and that woman is Emily Dickinson. For those of you who don't know, she is one of the most prominent American poets in modern poetry. Um, In my opinion, she is the, air quotes, father of American modern poetry. She lived in Amherst, Massachusetts in mid-19th century, lived to be 55 years old, had seven poems published only anonymously, and then had about... 1,800 published posthumously, or after her death, and she changed the face of modern American poetry. I loved her poetry from the moment that I saw it. Her more simple poems were clever and witty, I thought, and the more difficult ones were like puzzles and I would read them over and over again, learning a lot about poetry and trying to figure out what this speaker was trying to say. Her letters are also puzzles. 
few of them survive, and they are in res they are letters that were sent to other people, um, who then turned letters in for posterity later. Um, and it appears to some of us that study her in her future that very few people, if any, could keep up with Emily Dickinson as far as it came to corresponding with her. Because getting her letter in the mail would be like getting a puzzle instead of a letter from a friend that just said, hi, how are you doing? What's going on? you would have to go over her letter again and again and say, what does this cryptic message mean? But the phrases in her letters, so beautiful, just like her poetry. Um, here are some of my favorites from her letters. Are you so deeply occupied to say if my verse is alive? Or you ask of my companions, hills, sir, and the sundown, and a dog large as myself, which my father bought me, or my very favorite. I could not drip the bells whose jingling cooled my tramp. That's a difficult one to figure out. What I think, in my humble paraphrasing that Emily Dickinson meant by that, she was talking about how she could stop pacing and stop worrying about the responses she would get when she would hear the little bell of the postman coming saying that there was mail at the house. I just used to think, when I would think about all my personas, I thought, why can't I be a great person? Why can't I just have two personas? Like I considered Emily Dickinson to have after reading and studying about her. It seemed like she had two. One was her adolescent self, who was somewhat social in the Amherst upper class salon circuit. And then her older self, which was reclusive and was dedicated to poetry alone. The first other than reading, the first ideas I had about Emily were from the play, The Bell of Amherst, which portrayed her as batshit crazy, or as someone else called her, the hag on the hill. And I've seen all the movies that they've made about her, and now I've been watching Dickinson on Apple TV. It's a, an unusual take on the historical person of Emily Dickinson, the way that I would describe it is it's like taking some California youths that exist right now, contemporary, and dropping them into the setting of mid-19th century Amherst, Massachusetts um, in an upper-class family. There was a time in my life when I would have said, oh, Apple TV has gotten it all wrong. This is not how Emily would be. Or I would say, the batshit crazy Emily. That's not how she was. But I think now I realize that all of these depictions are right 
to some degree. I'm sure that Emily had many personas. I've come to realize that it's all right to have many personas, these little costumes that we dredge out for different contexts and situations. There may be an ideal persona. There may be a person, a great person, who had one persona or two, as I thought she did. But it's more likely that it's a better person or a more complex person who is able to switch between all of these different personas at will. I ask myself, why would it be better to have many faces? I feel like the reason I thought it was best to have just one persona, or at the most two, was it came from some educational, familial, institutional, societal influence. Something made me lean towards that point of view. But now, I don't believe that anymore. Now I'm, I open my arms and I embrace all different kinds of interpretations and the ideas that people have many different personas and all of them are as valid as the other. I was laying in bed the other day and I was imagining what I was going to say about this and this image came to my mind. I now see my life as a rose. I'm seeing it from above, the drone view, if you will. I see it as this rose with all of these layers of petals inside. All of those layers of petals are the different personas that have made up my life. When my mother died, she came to me in a dream and she was wearing a dress of every color imaginable. And the colors were not static. They were flowing in and out and changing in shade constantly and beautifully. So I see my life as this rose with all of these petals as all of my personas come together into this beautiful whole. And the colors are all the colors you can imagine flowing in and out beautifully, just swirling around and making up this life that I have today. How many personas do you have? Do you accept them? I hope you will. I hope you might pick up a poem of Emily Dickinson's and try to figure it out. I hope you will think about how many personas you have and embrace every single one you've ever tried on. This is all I have to bring today. This and my heart beside. This and my heart and all the fields and all the meadows wide. Be sure you count, should I forget, someone the sum could tell. This and my heart and all the bees which in the clover dwell. Until next time, be many people and love them all. She's got no lessons planned for me because she's not that fancy. She's
the surface.